It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, this is a report that made lead in all the morning news bulletins and on the morning newspapers. And this was one in four primary school children cyberbullied in the last 12 months. And some of the statistics that I'm reading here, and we'll talk more about it in just a sec, is 93% of primary school children aged between 8 and 12, 93% have their own smartphone. And 84% have their own social media account. In secondary school, 98% of those they surveyed for this own a smartphone. So with that comes dangers. This is a, a report called Trends and Usage from Cyber Safe Kids. And they chart about 5,000 children. So it's a pretty decent sample size. And some of the things they found really need to be a, a call for action. And to push back against cyberbullying, Alex Cooney is the CEO of Cyber Safe Kids. Alex, the, the, long we're long past the point where we can say to people, "Don't give your children smartphones." It's just the reality now that children have them. So now we need to prepare the world to be safer for children. For ninety-eight percent of kids with smartphones. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I mean, I think what we are doing each year when we publish this data is highlighting the extent to which children are online and the extent to which they have access to, uh, to things like social media, to gaming, what they're doing on those platforms uh, that maybe puts them in harm's way. So we feel that we have highlighted this issue year on year for quite some time. And we do need to be a bit more forward looking. We do need to take action because when we send children without adequate preparation into the online world, we are essentially failing them. So we really need to get to grips with this uh, before it really gets out of hand. One in four primary kids. That's what that is. One in four had been cyberbullied. Cyberbullying takes many forms. What are the most common? Yes, it Yeah, it does. So the 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 experiences that we outline in our survey that about cyberbullying are things like being left out of a, of a chat group, uh, receiving mean messages online, uh, on, uh, mean messages being posted about you, fake accounts being set up in your name, uh, videos and photos of you being shared without your consent. It's those sorts of actions that constitute cyberbullying. And as you say, uh, a significant proportion of children in primary school, 25%, 
And then 40%, which is even more alarming, of secondary school children are experiencing this. Yeah, Girls more likely to be victims than boys, but boys less likely to come forward and talk about it. So that kind of, we don't, like we know that a huge number of girls victimised. We don't know how many boys, do we? Really? Well, it is exactly. If they don't come forward and tell a trusted adult, um, I, I, you know, these are self-reports. So the survey is filled in by children themselves. So we hope that they're as honest as possible in the survey. Uh, but certainly we know that they're not taking affirmative action or, or a significant proportion of them are not taking affirmative action when this is happening to them. So they're not coming forward and telling a trusted adult, which is a really key measure to, to helping it stop. Mm. Now, the Minister for Education is in the headlines at the moment, Alex, um, Norma Foley, with an idea that schools would come together to ditch ditch smartphones, at least have them left at home or left in a locker or left in one of these new special bags you can use. She's not going to legislate for it. She kind of wants schools to buy into it themselves. Would you think legislation might be necessary? Well, I think there's a couple of things on this one. So first of all, this is actually an action that was started by schools and parent communities themselves. So we saw it happen in Greystones. We've saw, seen uh, Waterford follow yes. suit. And, you know, you hear of other schools around the country also following suit. And we know that Minister Foley and, and Minister Donnelly have come out in support of these initiatives. So it's it's not being led by the government, but they are supportive. And that's great. And I know uh, Minister Foley is concerned and I know Minister Donnelly is concerned. I've had conversations with them about this. But we need to go further than words of support. We need to really focus on how we can equip children to be safe and smart in these online spaces. And that's going to require really comprehensive education. And, and so that's it. Whilst I applaud schools and parent communities, this is do, they're doing exactly what they should be. They're coming together, they're talking, and they're trying to do the right thing by their children. And holding off on giving children smart devices is definitely a good idea. However, in terms of the government, I feel they do need to go further. Yeah, like, would, should they legislate? You can't bring smartphones into a school. I mean, I think I'm not sure legislation is necessarily what it's about. But what I would like to see is is uh, uh, policies and and uh, uh, around education and what level of education we're putting into schools. I, you know, I'm delighted to see them support this move around the country for schools. But it's more on the education side where I would like to see them put their support and their resources. Yeah. The very worst of it, of course, Alex, occurs after school hours. I mean, the government have no have no control of what happens after school hours. Um, that, when it becomes a parent's responsibility. And I think a very clear message from you, from what you have in your research is, if you have given your child a smartphone, your job is to help them be safe as a parent. Oh, absolutely. There is a huge role for parents to play here. And it is very important that that their children are getting the support, the guidance that they need from the very outset. So even before you've handed over that device, you, you know, that those conversations are taking place, the parental controls are on the device, you know, that you're keeping an eye on what they're doing. And once they get their own devices, that that is ongoing. Obviously, as children get older, as they enter their teenage years, it will get a little harder and parents may need to step back a bit in terms of the, the more invasive kind of um, guidance, but they, they can still have those conversations and those become even more important about, you know, what's real, what's not real, what's appropriate, what, you know, things that have happened online that maybe it's worth talking through, you know, you know re really focusing on empowering and protecting children in, in the online world.
lot of parents will say, I just don't understand that world. I, I don't even know how to use a smartphone myself. No, not, not an excuse Absolutely. anymore, I would have thought, Alex. You, it's, if your child has an iPhone or an Android phone or a tablet or an iPad, it's your job to learn how that thing works, I would say. I, I, but I, I hear that all the time. In fact, I had a conversation with a parent just this morning uh, saying the very same thing, you know, uh, how, how difficult it is and, and, and how hard it is to, to, to find the right balance and, and not, not feeling technically savvy enough to do it. So I do sympathize. I'm a parent myself. I have a 13 and 11 year old. I know it's challenging. You can't sit next to them for, you know, 24 hours a day, but there are plenty of things that you can be doing. And I think that's the message we need to be getting out there. There are really, yeah, simple steps that you can take as a parent that w- will make a difference. So what we need to do is equip parents to make them feel more supported in this. So we need public awareness campaigns. We need to support those with resources. So we're getting these messages out in a really uh, strong and national way to uh, like as, a, as in across the board so that we're really getting this message across to parents, to all parents, that they, they do need to engage with their children, support their children, have continuous conversations, put in place boundaries. You know, this is something we focused on the report. We asked children what kind of rules they had at home or when they could go online. You know, and nearly a third of primary school children are telling us they can go online whenever they want. This rises to over 70% of, of secondary school children. You know, we do need parents to really actively keep an eye on what their children are doing, put in place appropriate boundaries around use and access. You know, these are simple things that we can do that will make a difference. And they can look up your website, for example, Cyber Safe Kids, and find out more. Lastly, uh, and briefly, Alex, uh, one word that jumped out of what I was reading this morning, grooming. Now, that is the most insidious use of smartphones. Yeah, that is a really really dark end of the spectrum and unfortunately we have seen such rises in grooming cases uh, largely since the pandemic since those periods of lockdown we've seen and this is across the board so all the agencies that monitor these cases so uh, hotline.ie in ireland uh, the iwf the internet watch foundation in the uk uh, the NECMEC in the us these are all monitoring uh, uh, these cases across the board and they are reporting rises exponential rises not just in in grooming but attempts of grooming uh, enticement of children online you know these are all on the rise so th- this i suppose it really reiterates the need to ensure that children are going to be better equipped going into these online spaces so they're more wary of of, of people that they don't know online and they're not sharing information with them but we also need to put the onus and and we haven't maybe talked enough about that but that we need to put that onus back onto the online services that host these yeah. these these services provide these online spaces we need to ensure that they are doing everything that they can to make those online spaces that they create safer for children and i can categorically say that right now that is not the case they, they could be doing a whole lot more a lot an awful lot of them are headquartered here or have massive bases here that sounds to me like a government role and it is, and we do have legislation. So since December, we have the Online Safety and Media uh, Regulation Act. We also have European legislation, which has just um, 
been enforced, which is the Digital Services Act. And now in Ireland, we have an online safety commissioner and we have a digital services commissioner who was just appointed in July. So we have the potential to, to really change this and to, to hold those online services to, to account. We just need to make sure we get it right, that we're seeing the impact of that. And, you know, I know that the, the currently the, the online safety commissioner has been um, looking for inputs into the first online safety code. Uh, so it will be really interesting to see how that space evolves because we definitely need to see changes there. Okay, we'll talk again, I've no doubt. Alex Cooney, CEO of Cyber Safe Kids on that report. Look, if, if your children have smartphones, if you gave them one for communion, if you gave them one for confirmation, it's your job, partly at least, to make sure they're safe on it. Cyber Safe Kids has a, just a huge uh, number of different resources there. Another one is be, be Safe Online, Be Secure Online, rather. Uh, it's many of them, as many of them. And Avril at Trend Micro is always saying it's the parents' job to keep across what their kids are doing. Corks 96 FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.